Welcome to another episode of the Chill and Vibe Deluxe Version Podcast. In this podcast, we're going to go over the 495th greatest album of all time. And that album is Boys to Men 2, which was released in 1994. And in this episode, we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, we got our first guest on the show. She's our mother, birth giver, best friend, friend, whatever. Whatever you want to call her, she's here with us to join us. Uh, if you want to go ahead and say hi. Hi. And I'm here. yourself. You already did. Hi. I'm Giovanna, Dominic's mom. Um, I pretty much listen to all their podcasts. I listen to all kinds of music, too. I do mainly country, pop, hip-hop, anything except hard rock, and I'm good. That's fair. So do you have any experience listening to Boys to Men or anything that we previously went through in this podcast? Um, Boys to Men was my first concert that I ever went to. Where was it? Tingley Coliseum. Is that Tingley? <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even know Tingley was around that long. Oh my God, I'm not that old, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it above the belt. <laughs> Keep it above the belt. <laughs> I think I was a junior in high school when I went to that concert. That's crazy because my first, I think my first concert, was it the Akon one or was it the Chris Brown one that you took me at Tingley? I think it was Chris Brown. Yeah, it was a Chris Brown concert at, and funny, that was, it was at Tingley Coliseum too. So that's, I think that's really cool. Yeah, because we bought you and your brother those tickets for Christmas. Yeah, I remember that. That was, that was a good concert. We put on a good show. So um, to get into this album, Dom, do you have anything you want to say about this album before um, we jump into it? Not really, no. They'll keep it straight. All right. So um, some information that I found out about this album is, again, it was released in 1994. It does have uh, 13 songs on it. 14 if you include like the bonus track, but I wasn't able to find that one. But overall, it had the rating. The, the overall rating it received was a solid four out of five stars. When this album was released, it did amazing numbers on the weekly, year-end, and the decade-end charts. On the weekly chart in 1994, it peaked at number one in the U.S. Billboard 200, the U.S. Billboard Top R&B Albums, New Zealand Albums, and French Albums. It's also worth mentioning it placed third in Canadian Albums and Zimbabwe Albums. It did a lot more in various places throughout the world, but there was, that list was too long. I didn't want to go through it. Fair enough. And then it did get a good amount of certifications in the United Kingdom, Spain, the Netherlands, and Japan. It got the gold certification in New Zealand and France. It received a platinum certification in Australia. It got double platinum in Canada. It got five time platinum, but Dom, you're going to freak out on this one. This one in the United States, it got certified platinum 12 times, which means it sold over 2 million copies in the United States alone. Isn't that diamond? I it said it said twelve time platinum. I don't know um, when you get to diamond. Um, that's a shit ton though. I guess R and B was just really really popping in the nineties. Yeah, it was. So yeah, that was that was just some of the accolades and certifications that I found about this album. Um, let's go ahead and jump into the album cover on the album artwork. What do you think about the album artwork, Dominic? I thought it was like nice that they kept it simple and I think it fits the time, like that graphic design. And I was kind of expecting like, you know, I, when I think boys to men, I think of like the white suits and right. like shades and like uh, a clear background. But I right. like this color because of like the color and the way it pops, even though it's just like two Roman numerals. Right. You know, it kind of it kind of reminds me of like, you know, when you like the beginning of the movie, how you see like the the dimension thing on it where it has like yeah. the, like it has that. Intro? Yeah, like it has that that little intro, like it has like the black and it has like the same color scheme and everything like that. So I feel like this album artwork kind of like resembles like, OK, like this is like Boyz II Men, the production, Boyz II Men, like their album. And like it's not only an album, but it could be something more. That's kind of like what I got from it. Mom, do you want to, do you have any 
any thoughts you want to share about the album cover? They kept it simple and it's plain and it just like the way the way it should be. It's not like over the top with like a bunch of stuff. Right, short, sweet, to the point, basically, not not doing too much. Yeah, because a lot of stuff in the 90s, some of it could have been way over the top, but this one wasn't over the top at all. Right, uh, how you have like the overkill with the graphic design with like all kinds of right, neon like colors and parachute pants and stuff like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... So overall, the album cover, I would give it like, I'll give it a solid like four, four out of five, 3.5 out of five that in that range, because it wasn't too flashy, but I feel like it could have been like it was missing something and it wasn't like, that's just my opinion on it, though. Well, even now you see that's like their emblem. So right. you see that now and you automatically know it's boys to men. Right. And it's definitely iconic for sure but I feel like it was just missing something. Like that's, that's just my takeaway from that, from the cover alone. Yeah. I think it's missing like a little pizzazz. It's right. In, so I'd give it like a three. Right. But still, it's still one of the better ones. Yeah, it is. It's still, it's still iconic. Not, not taking that away from anything, but it's still, it's still an iconic cover. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into the album. So the first song on the album is called thank you. And what I found interesting about this song was the whole song was done completely acapella. Was it? I didn't even notice. Yeah, it was completely acapella. Like, even though the the music video, they have them playing their instruments and everything like that. But no, like, I actually did. Um, I was looking at the lyrics on Genius, and it, there's a blurb on it saying that the whole thing was done completely acapella. Like, there was no, no like, instruments or live instruments or anything. So, Pitch Perfect before Pitch Perfect. Basically, yeah. Boys to Men did a lot of acapella. Whenever they were on like TV shows or like being interviewed, they would sing their songs like that all the time. And I believe it. Like it was it was really good. And the overall the overall tone and vibe that I got from that track was just it just put me in a good mood and just it just sent good vibes. And it was like a really a uh, song about appreciation, like appreciating someone who has been there for you through like the hard times and the like, struggles and stuff like that. So that was, I felt like it got, got off to a really strong start. And I, again, I really love the acapella in that one because it's crazy how they can mimic their, like those instruments so good where you don't even realize it until you have to like be told that it is actually acapella. Yeah. Wouldn't you think though that the thank you song should have been the last song on the album? It should have been. But, but like, as like far it's as... It's weird that it's the first. It is weird that it's the first, but then at the same time, you kind of see it being saying, thank you for coming in to listen to our album, and let's go ahead and show you what we could do like going forward. Maybe. I still think it should have been last. I think it would have been more powerful if it was last. Yeah. yeah. It would have had more, more meaning to it if it was the last song on the album. But what did you think about this song, Dom? Um, I was going to say it gives a sense of appreciation, like you said, but now that you said that, I'm going to just say that it really, I like the way they involve their fans, like within the album, because you don't really hear that much. It's usually like, okay, let's dive into what we want to talk about. So I like that they kind of switch it up and they're like, let's show some love to people who actually put the time in to play this album and be able to include our music with them. So I thought that was pretty cool. Right, and I completely understand that. What, do, what did you think about this song, Mom? When I knew the song anyways, it wasn't one of their really popular songs, but it was one of their songs that they always did whenever they did. Um, That's cool. Like shows and stuff? Yeah, whenever they were like interviewed, like you know how like on Good Morning America and stuff, you get like the special guest stars or whatever. Right. So they would always do this song because I guess probably because it was easier just to sing rather than have like a stage and stuff but right like and since it was and, and since it was acapella like i can see where it'll be like a go-to just to like you know what we already know how to do this we already we don't have to like strain our voices or anything like that and it's our i mean the lyrics are so simple too so it's not going to be mm -hmm. any any like strain on on their voice or anything like that yeah and it's catchy too so it really is that's and i think i think it really like 
set set kind of a tone for this album and it gave that feeling like it's like this album's going to be kind of like it's going to have a lot of ups a lot of downs but i i feel like it, it got off to a strong start with that first song yeah me too all right does anyone have anything else to say about that one nope all right, so the next song is called All Around the World. Do you guys want to say anything about this one? I This was one of the ones that I personally like because I like the way they're able to, the singer is able to go, like, give us a geography lesson, basically, and go throughout the United States, throughout the world, naming cities, naming places, and just, I really liked how it flowed throughout the song and it wasn't like it wasn't on repeat it wasn't like you didn't know what city was coming next so I kind of see that factor of like when they finally come to your city or you hear it and you feel like you're part of the song and what I took away from this one like not only that but I noticed that there was in each verse there's a different member saying what like saying different places around the world and like kind of like showing their appreciation for the different places kind of like hinting like on their background so to say with the with the different singers being on it on different verses so like i thought that was cool how they were doing that and not only like doing like giving us a geography lesson but doing it in a way where it's not just like god i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go to sleep i don't want to be learning about geography right now but like they did it in a way where it's just like catchy and just really like showed like the funk sort of thing it kind of reminded me of the animaniacs segment oh, oh right, <laughs> with, um, with Wacko, right? <laughs> yeah it reminded me of that but like with like the singer's touch right like with the actual vocals instead of just like yeah. rapping it. yeah 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 i get you yeah. this when is I first heard it, I was like yeah so that's why it's one of my favorites because i was able to make that connection with it Honestly, like now I can't even look at that song the same anymore. It's not going to be all around the world. It's going to be called Blacko Song. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, mom, do you have any anything to say about this one? No, I mean, I had it on and it was kind of like background music for me. So I didn't really catch the lyrics or anything. I know it had a good beat and it was like, I didn't not like it. But for me, it was just kind of just there. Right. So... Let's go ahead and move on to the to the next song. The next song is called You Know. And with this one, the type of the type of pacing and the type of vibe that I got from this one, it was like obviously a breakup song and you could tell by the slower te- tempo and having like the sadder vibes in it and honestly the lyrics kind of kind of like resonated with me, not in a way where I'm like sad or depressed, but like it just like shows that in a breakup and you don't think you're supposed to be like getting broken up with be like, bitch, you're going to regret this shit. You're going to regret it whenever I'm gone. Like you better, <laughs> you better come to your senses. Otherwise you're going to lose what you have sort of thing. And that's, that's just basically the takeaway that I got from this song. Um, Dom, what about you? I felt the exact same way. Like it was that, that breakup attitude where like, fuck, I don't need this shit. Get like, <laughs> just kind of like, you know, you fucked up. And then eventually you'll kind of like, and it sets up for later where you're kind of regretting that decision or you're questioning why that like event transpired. So I like, I like what you said about how it relates to you. And I, that's kind of the viewpoint I had on it. And I like this song too, just because it has that um, message of like having a superior mindset after a breakup. Right, just like bitch, you're gonna miss me when I'm gone, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep on doing me sort of thing. Yeah. What about you, Mom? It was okay. It's not one of my favorites of the album. It's very yeah. masculine. Yeah, it's not a girl song, it's a boy right. song. Right. Right. It's a man song. It comes from the heart. Boys from the heart. Men. <laughs> They're boys becoming men. That's what this song's about. <laughs> yeah, it's a song I would fast forward through because I don't. It's, <laughs> it's whatever. And a little bit, a little bit more on this song. I kind of think it was it was well placed because like the other two were 
or the other ones before it were just like kind of like upbeat, up tempo, and I feel like they needed to throw that like to bring it down a bit. So I kind of like the placing of this song because every you know in every R and B album there's gonna be getting my heart broke, gonna be fucking with bitches, gonna be my girl left me or like stuff like that. So like I felt like it was inevitable that they're gonna have a song like this, but I feel like the placing of it was really well placed. Yeah, and that's like every '90s song that did this type of genre of music. Like it was all about breakups and. But how do you think they like? Did they do it justice? Were they one of the better R&B groups of the time? They were oh, yeah. one of the. Yeah, they were. Oh yeah, I mean I wasn't kicking and breathing till like '96, but like going back on the <laughs> going like, back on the music in the '90s are. though. Yeah. They're like one of the better ones for breakup songs. Breakup songs. Breakup songs, love songs, sex songs, all the above. So with that, let's go ahead and move on to the next song. And the next song on this album is called Vibin', which (laughs) chill by podcast, shout out. This song, this song, like, to me, kind of reminded me of just like one of those classic R&B songs, Um, just giving off just like a just a song where you could just throw on, just chill, just just listen to. Like, you don't really have to pay too much attention to the lyrics. And I felt like it wasn't deeper. It wasn't, like, any anything that made you think or anything that just, like, just something to put on, just feel good to. What about you? Yeah, I definitely resonate with that. And I like, like, it paints this, like, scene or this picture of, like, you're with the boys, you're with your friends, and like you're in the basement, music's playing in the background, and you're just you're just chilling, you're just being in the moment and not really thinking about the stresses of work or thinking about the stresses of t- tomorrow. You're just kind of aloof. You're just there. So Right. What about you, Mom? Was this another throwaway track for you, or was this actually one that you could comment on? It was okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It wasn't, it was just, I mean, it was just on and it didn't make me want to like change it and fast forward it or anything. It was just on. Right. So I think, I think so far, so we're four songs in, we're at like the, the quarter mark. And so far I think it has a really good pacing and it's basically what you expect out of a boys to men album so far. Um, Nothing's really blowing me away. Nothing's really like, nothing's really like standing out to me but they like i do appreciate the talent and they really do have like really good chemistry and like really like good harmonies like whenever they're singing these songs yeah the one critique or not even it's kind of a critique is i don't like it when their voice kind of like gets drawn out where you're like we kind of have to like what the fuck are they saying like right well it's kind of really super soft so i wish they kind of projected their voices more in some of the songs right like how some of the songs that you like the voice gets drowned out like in the instrumental or the background noise and they like and it kind of frustrates me (laughs) whenever like they're in the middle of saying one word and then they stop like halfway through and then they move on to the next line it's like okay you didn't finish the word. <laughs> Can you please finish the word next time? <laughs> but I know these are like little critiques, but again, like I, they do have a lot of talent and it is like shining through and through. So the next song is called I Sit Away and it's the fifth song on this album. Um, this song I felt like was more, one of the more like real or like depressing. Is that the right word? Like the more, it's like one of those songs where you could kind of, throw on like when you're in your feelings or like whenever you're like you have you just feel like in your in like those sad boy moods or like sad girl moods and stuff on here um just like trying to deal with those like negative emotions and negative thoughts and like just going through depression sort of thing yeah because every other word in this song is lonely depressed um lonesome and honestly <laughs> I'm here for it. Like I, I love sad songs, and this was one that I was like, okay, I really like the. Even though it's like kind of like dark and it's kind of like depressing, I really liked how they they weren't afraid to shy uh to shy away from that. Like they just tackled that head on. So if someone was listening to this album and they stumble upon this song, they could kind of relate. Be like, okay, like I'm not the only one who's down in the dumps. I'm not the only one feeling lonely. I'm not the only one feeling depressed. Right. If it does. I mean, it talks about all the moods and how they feel like alone. 
they're never gonna be loved again, all that stuff. So I can see like somebody somebody who just broke up with someone would put this song on replay. Right. Or if your football team end up losing to a team they shouldn't lose to, then I, I could <laughs> totally see this being playing in the background too. So <laughs> <laughs> men cry too men cry too <laughs> yeah that's what that's kind of what i appreciate about the boys to men like they're able to go into that more sensitive side and you could like like if you're ever in a place where you're just like fuck the world i just want to be in my own bubble you could put this song on and just sit away lonely like in the song said it repeats itself and you could just have that kind of aura around you right because men we, we have feelings too we get we get hurt too it, it's gonna be okay yeah i think like these tears i know <laughs> anyway let's go ahead and move on to the sixth song the sixth song is called jezebel and this song I think this song was underrated, honestly, because I I really enjoyed it. I liked the beat, I liked the flow of the song, and it it kind of reminded me of Chris Brown's "Yo," like like seeing that person from across the room, falling in love with them at first sight without even like having like these envis- like these pictures in your head, thinking that everything's just gonna be like, if I get with this girl, everything's all my problems are gonna go away, and it was. I just, I just really liked the melody. I liked what what they were saying in this song, and overall, I thought it was just a really great song. Yeah, it definitely ties into the idea of like, like fantasy. Like, you like you said, you see her across the room, and you're gonna make your move, and it's building up anticipation, and you're hoping it goes well. So I like the way they kind of paint that picture, and it makes you wonder who this Jezebel is and if you have a Jezebel in your own life. Right. And question for mom, was Jezebel like a common name in the nineties or was that just something that was just there? Like just coincidence. This was just like something that was there. Cause this song didn't really get a lot of play. Right. Like this song, when I heard it the other day, when I was listening to it, I was like, why didn't they play that song more? But they didn't like, it didn't really like, I didn't ever remember hearing this song before. What if it was, like, more intimate and meant for someone else so they didn't want to, like, overplay in a way? Maybe, but Jezebel is also someone who's kind of, like, flaky. Like, Jezebel means, like, a flaky person, kind of. Oh. Like, if you call someone a Jezebel, you're, like, you're flaky. You're not, like... Shout out to all the Jezebels. Right <laughs> <laughs> well, what you think about when I hear the word, when I hear Jezebel, you think of like someone who's kind of flaky. You're is that known or is that association? Yeah, it it's, it's what I think. I don't know. We're going to check on this real quick. <laughs> I'm sniffing bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Because I've heard the reference Jezebel in songs. Urban Dictionary: A woman who is willing to sell her body for sex. This is all oh, so, like, so that's like. The- <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if there's another meaning. That's, that's, not, that's not flaky. That's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because I've uh, de- doesn't uh, Kendrick have a reference to Jezebel in one of his songs too? Shit, I don't know. Maybe. He has so much words. Probably. Jezebel is a girl's name of Hebrew origin, meaning not exalted. Has a lot has long had a bad girl reputation. Oh. Okay. So so this is creating a like a want for a bad girl for a Jezebel for someone who's out of the ordinary or maybe someone they can't get. Right. Yeah. Damn. Yes, beyond the reach. That got deep. And, so look, she- and I was just and I was just sitting here just saying like, oh my God, this is another love song. But uh, boy was that wrong. <laughs> but it was a beat. Yeah, it it's was. a good song. It's good. It's very well put together. 
It really is well put together. You know, I can't now, I just really can't take love songs for what they are anymore because since doing this podcast, every song that's supposed to be like deemed a love song has some alter, uh, like alternative motive and ends up making me just like have deeper trust issues. <laughs> I guess I'll listen to them. No, I'll still listen to them, but then I'll still be jaded whenever I listen to them. Be like, wow, they're not meaning what they think they're meaning. That's not, that's not right. That's not that's not how it should be. Like, um, what's that? I drive your truck. I was like, when I listened to the lyrics of that one, I was like, that song's sad. That song's sad. Really sad. That song. Anyways, um, <laughs> speaking of sad songs, the next song is called Khalil Interlude. It's the seventh song on this album. And whenever I was looking at the lyrics for this, another um, something popped up, and it said. This song was actually a tribute to their tour manager, Roderick Khalil Roundtree, and he was murdered outside the, of a hotel the group was staying at during their tour in Chicago. That provides, like, a lot of context for it, because I, I knew it was a sad song, but now that you said it, like, it's really endearing in a way. It's like showing honor for their, to- their tour man- manager. Right. And whenever I like, whenever I saw that, I read that before I listened to that to the interlude, and it just made it hit that much harder. Like at first glance, you would just think that okay, like boys and men, they're like they're evolving, like they're going through all these changes and all this rough times and stuff like that, and like the struggles that go along with evolving from a boy to a man, and that's what I initially thought. But then hearing that, it's just like damn, like what do they really have to go through? having their tour manager pass away like that and having that affect them and like because that would just really affect you really hard having someone close to you like a tour manager whenever you're going on tour to all these like different places around the country overseas and stuff like that and you guys basically become family for spending so much time together and losing someone like that yeah and and now that you said that like i'm looking at the lyrics too and just that one line where it's just like, I need shelter from the rain. Like it's making this image or this connection with me, like their manager was their umbrella. He was the protection from the rain. So now they're kind of lost and they're in the open without any shelter. So they're just, they're just wanting and missing so much right now. Right. Right. Do you have any, any input on that mom? No, I had no idea that that song was so deep. Like, I really didn't. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, stars gonna, like, the shooting star is going to go across. You need that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I yeah. wish I had that. I wish I was going to that. <laughs> but that's, that's what happens in the Chill and Vibe podcast. You learn something new every day. Wait, I just... <laughs> I... Um, <laughs> about an idea for a podcast do you want to hear it what it's a the sign language podcast and it's just like an hour and a half of dead silence <laughs> and then like put like the put the titles and like the um the description just have it be yeah. all blank yeah or no 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 you have like the hand emojis on like the titles and like the <laughs> descriptions so like, you can kind of like kind of try to make out with this saying but like you're really not going to yeah that was my idea and then you shot it down yeah i told him no and then like you could have like the 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 cover for the for the podcast would be like an actual sign and it'll be someone talking so it'll be like the sign language <laughs> podcast <laughs> no that's <laughs> over the next one i veto that idea Okay, so uh, we're going to have two podcasts starting next week. We're going to have the Chill and Vibe Deluxe Version podcast, and then we're going to have the, the Sign Language podcast. And um, stay tuned. It's going to be a really lot of fun, a lot of hands going around. Yeah, think about how easy the editing will be. Oh, that'd be so Anyways, let's go ahead and move on to the next song. The next song of this album is called Trying Times. And basically the overall message that I got from this song was I got two of them saying that no matter if you have someone that you can rely on that's in your corner, no matter what, you and that person will be able to get through anything no matter what life throws at you. 
And to to and the other lesson that I that I learned in this song was, even though those times do get rough, and even though life is gonna knock you down numerous times, you gotta get back up and you gotta keep on pushing. Yeah, there's a. It reminded me of this idea, like someone else is your rock. Like they're gonna be there no matter what, through thick and thin. And this song is just encapsulating the idea of closeness and being able to like trust in another human being. And like it says, like till death do us part and tears of pain, tears of happiness, like going through all the emotions with this person, just creating a stronger bond. Right. And I can, I completely agree with that. What about you, mom? Yeah, just when I listened to it, I just thought about me and dad and our relationship and how, I mean, that's true. That's what life is. Like, you go through hard times, you lean on each other, you do things for each other, and you get through it together. Right. And I like how you, um, I like how you put that relationship with you and dad in there, too, because I, I really got that sense when I was listening to that with uh, my relationship with, with Haley and I, especially now going through what we're going through with the little demon that we call Abel. Um, he's not a okay the little monster that we call Abel um, he's not how, a terrorist either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean he drops bombs in his diapers all the time but even though even though times do get rough and there's always like those nights where it's just like man like I don't know what I'm doing I don't know what's going on like we just turn to each other and we end up like okay we got this we could do this and those are definitely like those are like some of the hardest times. Like granted, like I love Abel. We love Abel to the death of us, but at the same time, like it's not all sunshine and rainbows, but having that person to get you through that type of situation just really helps out that much, like a whole lot more. Like, I don't know how single parents do it. Honestly, I don't. <laughs> I really don't. Well, I don't know sometimes how we did it with all three of you guys. So, <laughs> so um, that's that's um, that's our takeaway from this song. Was there any um, any other? Is there anyone else I want to say anything about this song? Not really. No. All right. So, the next song, this album, is a really well known song, and it's really like probably like the hit that they that this band was or this group was really known for. And this song is called "I'll Make Love to You." And a little little. F- fact about this song that in 1994 this song was number one on the billboard chart for 14 weeks straight and that was a record at the time that got broken by a collab that they ended up doing with mariah carey called one sweet day and that held the number one spot for 16 straight weeks which still stands today and it got tied with despacito for that record oh damn i didn't know that didn't um i thought Lil Nas x broke it no, I looked. I looked it up. I didn't. He didn't know. He didn't break it. He got like. Oh. I think he was on like the twelve or thirteen uh, consecutive weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, but honestly, I don't. I don't even think I need to expand on this song. Like the song is basically out there in the open for everyone to see. Like they want to do things to this person all night long, basically, and just show them. Like, <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> like. It's just right there, right in front of you. So I don't even think that that needs to be expanded <laughs> on because one way or another, everyone's heard this song. This song is so yeah. popular. Like, there, I don't think there's a single person on this earth that hasn't heard the song in any language. Like, it, it's that popular. It's yeah. up there with Marvin Gaye's "Let's Get It On." Yeah, exactly. So like, I don't think that we need to do any any commentary on this song unless you guys want to. But that's that's up to you it's guys. Self-explanatory. It's self-explanatory. It's on every get freaky playlist. It's just yeah. It's in movies. It's it's well known. So if you haven't listened to it, give it a listen. And yeah, that's pretty much. I think we covered this song. All right, cool. So the next song on this album is called On Bending Knee. And what I really found fascinating about this song is I it, it just sounded to me like it was just like this long prayer and just like having like, just like praying to God to get something that he really wants. And like, and what he really wants is like this woman to get back into his life and to have that relationship. And it just had that sense of like, it just felt really genuine. It, it had like that, soul and gospel like type of feel to it 
Yeah, I could see that. Like, uh, like redemption in a way. Like, you're you lost this person, but now you're proving to them you're worthy. You're proving, right. and you're asking like God to give you a reason to get back into this person's life and just be happy again. So right. that's what I took from it. Right. I and think. Go ahead. He's begging for her love back because I think he messed up. Yeah, he definitely. Oh, yeah, he definitely <laughs> fucked up. Like, because like, like you, you won't he, be singing. You won't be singing a song about this if you didn't fuck up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a begging song. But <laughs> as far as begging songs go, if I was that girl, I'd be like, "All right, cool. Like, I'll give you another chance. We good." <laughs> Depends on what he did. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. We'll never, th- those are just going to chalk those down so things we'll never know and things we'll never care to find out. So, but yeah, I, re- I really did like that song. It was a good song. It was definitely one of my favorites on the album. Yep, it was in my top three. So the next song is called 50 Candles. And uh, like, this is like another one that, that kind of falls in the same category to me as as I'll Make Love to You is just basically another sex song for me. That That's the, basically what I got out of that one. Yeah, I didn't I didn't really care too much for this one because, like, if you don't have a love song, like, why not listen to the I'll Make Love to You? So, like, why double down on it? Right. But, so, yeah, this one wasn't, like, even hearing it, I heard it, like, twice because I listened to it uh, multiple times. And I was like, this was like one of those ones where I could like skip and like yeah. not feel guilty about it. Right. Yeah, because, it's like, not a standout. Yeah, like why are you exactly like how you said, like why are you gonna like get a watered down version of I wanna make love to you? And like it's just this song shouldn't like I see what they're trying to do with it, but at the same time, this album could have done without it. Yeah, I feel like it, this one compared to I'll make love to you is like too in your face. Like it's too specific in a way i think right it's like borderline creepy isn't it yeah a little bit yeah like yeah, it's I a got... <laughs> vibes yeah I got, I got that vibe that creeper soccer vibe yeah yeah got you yeah what about you mom i honestly don't even remember listening to this song <laughs> that's how little <laughs> she cares and that's the cue to move on to the next song <laughs> you asked <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so the next song on this album is called Water Runs Dry. And in this one, I kind of got the feeling like it was like a kind of a metaphor of uh, waiting for like the perfect moment to get something done. But realistically, there's like ne- there's never going to be that perfect time to try to change or try to do something that you want to do. And this song kind of like points out that you're if you don't end up doing that said thing, you're going to end up regretting it and just thinking about man like what if i were to do this or what if i were to do that so basically don't wait until the water runs dry yes and no i kind of think of this song more as like you're in a you've been in a relationship for a really long time and the water has already run dry and you're trying to rekindle your relationship oh that's an interesting perspective on that i didn't even think about that that's what i thought of it like you're you're trying to get back to the place where it was fruitful and it was like, you're trying to get your hopes up again for the way it was in the beginning, but now you you're in it too long. You know, each other's like ticks. Yeah. You, you know? get comfortable, you get placent, you get, um, and you just want to get back to where you, you felt like when you were dating. You know, you I, want, I could, want, I could definitely see that. I didn't even think about that stomach flip you want so that's what you're trying to get back to right man i didn't even think about that i'm gonna have to listen to that (laughs) that's how i've always thought about this song like it's just rekindling your relationship right because it's already on but it's not bad yet but you can see where it's gonna get bad if you don't do something that gives me a different perspective on that i really like that so let's just go ahead and say what I said, but let's go ahead and um, put um, put that as the main. <laughs> yeah, you got you did a good one. You did a good one. 
yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to you and I was like, um, yeah, no, that's not what it means. <laughs> no, it's not like, it's not what, I, I'm like, not trying to like. Your version yeah, of what that's it means. how he interpreted it. Yeah. That, yeah. Over here getting all judgy and shit. I'm not it's not judging. what it means. God. Well, okay, it's not what it means for me. Exactly. That better? Okay, yeah, yeah. I could I could go ahead and edit out what you said. That was mean. So I could go ahead. <laughs> Since when have I been nice, Joe? <laughs> so the last song on this album is called Yesterday. And something cool about this song was it was initially created and was initially performed by the Beatles. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, that was I thought that was cool because I mean almost probably almost like 50% of the songs out there was a Beatles song because they were just that good and everyone has a cover of them. But I really, I really liked their, their rendition of it. It was, it was a good song. I felt like, I felt like it was kind of a weird way to end the album, but that's just, that's just my feelings on it. Yeah. Like I feel like it should have been in the middle. Yeah. Like it should have been, it should have been more, I feel like Water Runs Dry should have been the end of it and then like having Yesterday somewhere in the middle of the album. Yeah, and then Thank You at the end. Yeah. So so I felt like it was, I felt like this was a song that could have been, that was kind of badly placed. But overall, it was a good song. Um, there's really, I don't really think there's anything to get into it unless you guys want to say something about it. No, they just did a really good job because like the Beatles are iconic. Yeah. And they did a good job of this song where they didn't butcher it. Like you don't want right. to you don't want to right away go back and listen to the Beatles version because of what they did with their version. Right. And I feel like that's kind of ballsy to do a, Be- a Beatles cover because like, I feel like it's the same way in trying to do like an Elvis cover. Like they got so much like they're they were so iconic and so unique and like have their own sound to kind of like do something in their own style or trying to do like another version of it people are always going to try to default to the to the OG version. I don't right. think it's too ballsy because, like, they know it's a good song. So, like, they're just giving their vocals and their, like, little umph to it. So I'd, I see your point, but I just think it's kind of, like, showing respect more than just, like, I don't know. No, I, I understand but when you listen to it too, you don't right away think of the Beatles. Yeah, it's their it's their it, own version. So you yeah. can't even like kind of compare the two because they're so different. Right. So now we're gonna go into the giving our ratings about the album. So overall, I would give this album a four and a half out of five. I thought it was a great album, but as I said like before uh, before the podcast, I kind of felt like it had its moments, but it had a lot more downs and it had ups, but the production was really, really, really good. And I felt like you got, you get those like songs that are really high and then it goes, then it drops and it just plateaus for a little bit. Like granted they have, they have all the talent in the world. They're really awesome at what they do, but I felt like it was just lackluster in some places. And I just felt like it was just missing that little thing to make it like actually like pop. But I would definitely listen to this album again. What do you guys think? I feel like it's missing a punch. It's missing like a a powerful, in-your-face, like, banger. I think it's missing that. Like, you have these slow songs, and they're cool. And it's good to get in your fills. But I'm just, I just want another dimension to it, if that right. makes sense. I want another, like lead vocalist to just be like sh- like knock us on our asses with his voice and just kind of show off i want more like more i guess cocky more showmanship i guess so right. when i listened to it i kind of felt myself comparing it to bruno mars i wanted more like how bruno mars has yeah. more of like a dance vibe or he has more like a catchy vibe something like that like mm-hmm. this is a good it's a good album to have on just to have on, but you're not going to have it on because you're going to be dancing to it or you're going to be singing along to every song. You're just going to have it on because it sounds good. Right. Mm-hmm. And I like, I like that Bruno Mars comparison because I was actually thinking more of long, like a Usher comparison. Like whenever I listen to these songs, I would think more of Usher 
And I was kind of thinking, like, drawn to, like, the Confessions album, like, with Let It Burn, Yeah, and, like, Caught Up and all those songs because, like, you actually have, like, Yeah was, like, the banger. And then you have, like, the sad songs and you have, like, the – you have, like, all that stuff that kind of resonates with this one. But, like Dominic said, like, this one just doesn't have that punch to it. Like, it doesn't, like, hit you. Like, in the Shakira album, you had, like, such high, such lows, like, such range with her voice. And then in this one, like, you kind of, like – you kind of get like the copy paste mold in like basically every song. Yeah. Cause it's just like generic R and B. I mean, all R and B sounds the same unless you throw some pop in it or unless you throw some like dance lyrics, you know what I mean? You, it, right. This one, I mean, it's good, but it's not great. Okay. So what would you, um, what would you rate it out of five out of, on a scale from one to five? I would give it like a 3.8. I'd give it a 3.95. Damn, you guys are harsh. <laughs> because, because you can't get up and dance to it. Like, it's not like, I don't know. I prefer something I can dance to, something I can sing to, something that is more upbeat. Well, the only reason I give like that, I like you say, it's not like a harsh rating, but the reason I give that rating is because like within the album, I see like, three maybe four songs i could see like skipping right whereas like shira and the other ones i rate higher like it's hard for me to skip some of those songs so i put it higher at like a 4.8 or something just because they're more cohesive and i don't see myself skipping them within my playlist Right, so like the overall like skippability of the album and the tracks that are within the album, that's reasonable. I think I gave it a little bit higher rating because I do have like the appreciation for their like the overall production, the overall quality. And granted, like you said, that there are multiple songs that you could skip, but I feel like I felt like personally like their talent kind of shined more for me than some of the songs that like some of the songs that you you can skip. I would actually. Me personally, I'll probably the only one I'll skip would be Fifty Candles, and that's why I gave it like a four point five, because in every other ones I haven't skipped anyone, and that's why I give it that low. But as far as talent wise, I feel like they're they're like some of the best and iconic artists in the in the game, honestly. Oh yeah, talent wise, no yeah, they're no good. Doubt. Yeah. So yeah, so that that concludes that album and. As far as putting it in the in my everyday playlist, I think there would be a couple of songs that would be in there. But for the most part, it was I did enjoy it for the most part. And it was really fun doing it with you guys. And I'm really, really glad that we're able to do this today. Yeah, me too. I'm the first special guest. I love it. It was yes. based on availability. <laughs> Only because I happened to be right when you guys were recording and I was feeding him. Yeah. <laughs> I liked how she threw a special guest to say just guest, huh? So uh, <laughs> <laughs> So I got you done watching me like so that concludes the episode uh, with our with our first guest on the show. Um, <laughs> Fine. No, we love you. No, we love you, mom. Like I'm, I'm really like really thankful that you're able to do that. Even though it feels like on a whim, like it was really fun doing that. So a recommendation that I have for this this episode is a song that I've been listening to. Like I have no idea why I've been listening to on repeat for like the past couple of days, but it's "Careless Whisper" by George Michael, banger, certified, dope song. That's that's my recommendation for this week. You honestly said George Michael. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't want to dance again. Guilty feet have got no rhythm. Yeah, that song's a banger. Unless <laughs> I dance with you. <laughs> yup. <laughs> so that's that's my recommendation. It's just been stuck in my head since the last time we recorded, and I just been listening to it on repeat. All right, respect. Um, I'm going to go with the album and my recommendation is I am, I was by 21 Savage. Uh, I couldn't get into 21 Savage. I'll probably have to give that one a listen to. What is it? I was, I am. I am, I was. 
I was, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I am, I was. Oh, that's the one with um. Uh, a lot. What's that one? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. I really like that one song on that album. But yeah, give that one to it. It's a really good album. Yeah. It has Monster with Childish Gambino. Um, yeah, I really liked it when it came out and it's been in my playlist. So it has Lil Baby if you're into him. So give it a listen. All right, cool. And uh, for our special guest, what do you, what would you recommend to the audience? We'll just go Brooks and Dunn since I'm going to the Brooks and Dunn concert. Which one? Boot Scoop Boogie. Boot Scoop Boogie. <laughs> Scoop Boogie. Go, do, see, do. Come on, baby, let's go. Boot Scoop. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard that song forever. Yeah. Baby, take me out back. So that concludes another episode of the Chillin' Vibe Deluxe Version podcast. I do really want to thank my my mom for being a special guest in today's episode. It was really fun. We'll, we would love to have you on in in future episodes if you'll be willing to fit time in your busy schedule to do that. Um, so with that, thank means- you. <laughs> I had fun. <laughs> And that's that's what we like doing here. We just we just chill, we just vibe, we just live, and we just thrive. Everyone have a great holiday weekend. I know Christmas time's coming up. Just make sure you do one good deed for someone else to so build up that good karma. And always stay chilling. And always stay vibing. There we go. Have a good night or day whenever you listen to this. <laughs> have a good one. It's night where I'm at right now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> whatever (laughs) 